This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, it's that time again. Palace are back. International break is over. This week, we're chatting shit about a way to Villa. Come on, you Paris. And I've got three seconds left. Well, here we are again. We've had a little bit of time off. As usual, we're joined by Chris and Patrick. How are you doing, Chris? Yeah, not bad, comrade. How are you? Yeah, I'm getting the kitchen done. It's absolute chaos in this house at the moment. And uh, my lounge is like a bed sit because uh, next to me I have a fridge. To my right, I have a microwave. And I've got a nice beef stew cooking in the slow cooker, which is making me feel very hungry. I'm sick to the back teeth of ready meals. And um, I've just had enough. What's that strange noise? Did you There's hear a that? motorbike somewhere. That'll yeah. be my neighbour. I'm sorry, he's cutting the grass apparently. Remember, it's oh, like right. early morning over here, so I apologise. <laughs> sorry. I could mute it, but I can't stop yeah. cutting his grass. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my builders stopped building kitchen cabinets for the uh, foreseeable. So, um, yeah, I've, I've kind of slowed him down a bit. But, yeah, so I've spent a fortune on appliances. Eyes are bleeding from looking at in integrated fridge freezers. I've just had enough, so I'm looking forward to a day out in Birmingham on Saturday. Patrick, how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, um, played a little golf, relaxing. Life is good. I'm not complaining. Not complaining. Little, little golf is that mini golf with like the windmills no. and whatever. As opposed to playing four days a week, it's like two days a week. So that's a little for me. Yeah. yeah, he played more in one week than I have in my lifetime. Although I did used to play pitch and putt uh, when I was younger, till I got That's a golf good. club in the eye when I took stood too close to the bloke swinging it. Had a nice Ouch. shiner. Yes. Ouch. So we've had international break. Um, Patrick, you've been watching Chris Richards in the uh, USA games. How's he performed? He's done quite well, actually. Um, USA played, I guess it was Uzbekistan and Oman. Not great. Uh, competition but it was nice to see him play um both games he played in usa when he was on the pitch kept the clean sheet in fact i think it is he actually hasn't conceded a goal as a starter at the center half for uh usa and they won both matches pretty comfortably so that was good so um no he's played quite well for the usa so i'm really uh i'm glad he's i'm glad he's getting chance to play a little bit now so that's great yeah i don't normally watch england matches myself uh moving on to um 
to the Free Lions. Um, but I did this time, obviously, because of the involvement of the Palace players, uh, Gaye and later on in the game against uh, Scotland, we saw Eberechi Eze come on. Um, Chris, what were your thoughts on uh, Gaye's performance in the first game against um, Ukraine? Well, I'm going to have to be completely honest here. Um, I was away and didn't watch. I, I don't. I don't watch international games pretty much, unless it's unless it's actually a major tournament. I forget that international football exists. It's an inconvenient break from what I regard as real football, which is league games. And yeah, I've I, I literally organised something on the night of the second England game, the one against Scotland, and. Uh, had to be reminded that that would be going on and that we probably shouldn't be knocking on people's doors at that time. So uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit early for carol singing, isn't it? Yeah, well, you, you know, I have an outside life, but yeah, we don't talk about that too much, you know. And it, I can promise you, it's it's not religious proselytizing either. Yeah, oh, comrade, you faithful. That's what I'll say to that one. <laughs> Sorry, that was awful. Um, what do you think of Gay's performance, Patrick, in uh, against Ukraine specifically first? I watched both of the games. Um, I like the international break personally because I, I need a break from Palace every once in a while. So I, I will watch England, USA, Jamaica because of my multi-allegiances. But I thought he did quite well for uh, um, England. Um, England, you know, it was a draw. There's a whole thing about Southgate. I don't want to get into that conversation now, but I thought, you know, the draw was was okay because, again, they only need a couple more points to qualify f- uh, for the Euros. So I thought Gay did really well. I mean, um, he's got a really good chance to 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 get into this squad and actually start. I mean, John Stones is injured currently. You've got Maguire as the other option. Colwell's too young. So I think Gay uh, did really well. My only issue, obviously, is the fact that apparently he went there with a, an injury. Not sure the exact extent of it. And now he might not play against Villa. So that's my only issue. But as far as how he played, he played quite well against um, Ukraine and against Scotland, actually. Yeah, yeah. we'll come on to that again later. Um Ezra looked different gravy when he came on against um, Scotland. And what I noted was that when Gay came off for Maguire, Maguire, who then scored the own goal against Scotland, England kind of went a bit downhill and then they picked up again as soon as uh, Ever was back on. So I like to think that was a good good Palace um, influence on the England team. Um, yeah, we won't talk about the possibility of Gareth Southgate coming to Palace till till later on in the season because I, I personally think Roy's well, got a good six or seven years left in him. <laughs> um, Jordan I qualified for the uh, AFCON, scored in Ghana's 3 1 winner uh, against Li- uh, Liberia, I think. And uh, Chick Decore uh, played for Mali as well as um, Joachim Anderson representing Denmark. Um, the other non-Aston Villa-related stuff, um, I've got to say that we are top of the league, which is fantastic, isn't it? The uh, the women's football team, we were a bit worried at the start of the season, new manager, lots of changes in personnel. But they gave Durham a, a bloody good trouncing, I think is the best phrase to, to put it. You watched the game, Patrick. Uh, did Durham give up or Pally's just so brilliant that they couldn't do anything about it? Well, first, um, I have to give uh, kudos to the new management team, Laura Kaminsky and Adam Jeffrey. Uh, Kaminsky came in from Charlton. Um, Jeffrey came in from Reading. They've done a great job. Clearly, that was our record ever win, women's side, obviously. 9-1, you scored nine goals every week, unless you're Liverpool against Palace in 1989. That was um, only one week. Or Palace against Barrow in 1932. 
Or was that yeah, I remember that game by the power game, just joking. Um yeah. So no, it's 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 a great win. <laughs> I mean don't. you had yeah, I, I really don't. Um uh, we had a hat trick from um Annabelle Blanchard, four goals from Elise Hughes. It was nice to see Paley uh Beige, uh Paige Bailey Gale uh start. She came back from the World Cup with Jamaica, had a, a nice assist on one of the goals and the team's playing really well. I mean, like you said, top of the league, it's very early days, it's only three matches in, but I mean it's a great start. I mean well, I like a white what they've done so far. I like the style of play. Luckily, the game's on Palace, not Palace player, FA player. So I guess why I watch them. I yeah. wouldn't watch them normally. And that's great. Plus, I just like the fact she's brought in some young players in and it's a, basically we built the squad. And she's done a great job so far. So, you know, long may continue. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing them continue to do well in the championship this season. Yeah, one wonders how different it is playing at Sutton to Bromley, given it's, uh, it's a, good a, point. Real, a, a real pitch. Yeah. And I don't know whether, because it's nearer to the catchment area, I suppose, I'll shorten way, uh, whether we're getting more fans in and uh, the impact of the Women's World Cup is actually enticing supporters in. But yeah, you can still get tickets for all the games. I think Lewis is up next. Um, so that'll be good. Chris, did you see any of the women's game? I know Cara's been watching them. I'm sure we'll hear more of that from Cara on the um, match report when it's out. No, I've had a really intense couple of weeks. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah, it's a lot of lack of interest, just over business. Call yourself a fan? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> My primary no, is actually being at games. That you know, I mean, I'm not even that keen on watching on telly. I do do it um, because I want to analyse and know what what I can expect when I'm actually at the ground. But that's what what gets me going is actually being at the ground. Um, are you going Saturday? Nope. No. Okay. So let's. Let's talk a little bit about the Aston Villa game. I'm going to do my usual quiz questions to you both. Okay. God, here we go. When was the first time we ever played Aston Villa? What year? 1946. Patrick? August, uh, like 1931. You're closer, uh, Patrick. It was on the 20th of February... Uh, 1913, okay. when um, they beat us, wow. they beat us five nil in the FA Cup. Um, did you actually talk go, talking about um, history? Palace had a player uh, in the very first England Scotland game. Yeah, I'm not buying it. And they also had a player <laughs> in the uh, the game the nah. other day. Nah, I'm oh, not it was 1973 was it? 150 years. Yeah, Charles Chenery. Listen, I love the way Palace rewrite history because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Rewrite history, 1861, 1905, all that stuff. But I'm not buying this whole we had the first international or at player. I never heard of that guy until this week, by the way. So I never even heard yeah. that even Paper Palace it was international. And then all of a sudden now, Mark Gahey plays against Scotland and Eze, and all of a sudden we've got the first and last now. Listen, I love I love the comms. I love what Palace do, but that's propaganda, mate. Sorry. It is. It <laughs> is. What's... What's really weird is uh, history is normally written by the winners, which Palace ain't. Exactly. Great <laughs> point. <laughs> I'm all over this. I love the 1861 thing. Um, every time now that I'm in a different town and we're looking at statues of things, you know, it's like, oh, this was this was um, built in 1867. I could say it's, it's more recent than, than the Palace. The Palace is our football club is older than that. <laughs> Better than being on the council looking at statues. But there you go. Well, um, our first league game against Aston Villa was in League Division One 
1967. And we beat them away. Division one or division two? That'd be division two, right? No, it? division two. We didn't get the pro to 69, remember? Right yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do apologise. That's all right. Division two. Um, that I actually do remember. <laughs> yeah. And we've played Villa a total of 51 times. Villa have won 22 of them. We've drawn 15 and we've won 14 of them. Yeah, 14, yeah. Um, the game I think about most against Villa was when we played them on Boxing Day. Now, was that during COVID when they when they tonked us 3-1, even though Villa had had uh, Tyrone Ming sent off? Yep. That was fun. That match was fun. Yeah, and we've still got the same manager. <laughs> we did one of those social watch-alongs that day. We had some, a load of us from back of the nest all were on Zoom watching it live at the same time and drinking and drinking increasingly fast as the performance was what it yeah, was. Yeah, it was absolutely awful. Um, Villa not doing too bad this year, are they? You, you wrote a bit in our WhatsApp, Chris. Um, I know they've, they've played six, one, four, lost two. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they've... So that the stats were, I had a quick look at this, and, I mean, they, they lost their opening game, didn't they, against Newcastle, got absolutely tonked. Um, and they've lost their most recent game, which was against Liverpool, but then they've won uh, all their others, admittedly right. against lesser opposition. So uh, they're free scoring, they're, they're getting goals, but they also, it would seem, are leaky at the back if you're, if you're any good in attack. So that's, you know, that's got to be our strategy, I suspect. Well, they've scored six in six. I don't know whether you call that free scoring, but yeah, I know what you mean. Interestingly... Their top scorer is a defender. Oh, yeah. um, Matty Cash. Matty Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting um, because you you, you think of fullbacks, and I was looking on who scored and uh, the Aston Villa kind of how they're playing. They don't seem to play down the flanks. Uh, Everything comes from the middle. Most of the shots have come from the middle. Most of the attacks have come down the middle. So those of you who are worried about Wardy or Kleine, um, we know we've got that spine there to um, to help us. And I'm going to go back to Patrick, who mentioned that Gay might be injured. Chris Richards got a slot in there, hasn't he? He does for me. Um, the no-brainer for me. He's got the speed. You've got to worry about um, Villa on the counter-attack, Watkins, McGinn, Diaby, very, very quick. I'd hate to see uh, Tompkins in there. I like him as a player, but he's a bit slow. Holding hasn't yeah. been with us long enough. But I, my fear is that Roy doesn't really rate Richards. He hasn't really played him at all since he's been in. And um, But for me, you know, come up international break, he's played both matches. He's fit. He's ready to go. I think uh, Anderson and Richards would be the perfect uh, back to if Gahey cannot play. So we'll see what happens. I've heard the Crystal Palace uh, back of the nest mystic Meg. Uh, is convinced that Rob Holding will lead us to European glory. Is this true? <laughs> you were talking to DR about his dreams. <laughs> Tell us about that, Patrick, because it's amusement. Listen, it's not, it's not, it's not me. He said it on a on a recent um, YouTube show. Apparently, he actually, I think, I believe he put it out on what's that thing called Twitter X, whatever they called it now. He put it out there that he thought that he heard Rob Holding say he came to Palace. to lead us to Champions League glory, but then he looked back on the interview. He didn't, he didn't see. He said he must have dreamt it. 
And my issue is, why are you dreaming about Rob Holding? I get the Palace link, but why are you dreaming about Rob Holding? Rob Holding just got to Palace. You can't have a love affair with the guy already. He hasn't even played for us yet. So a bit weird, but I love DR. It's not a, anything against DR, but to dream about Rob Holding and Champions League for Palace is a bit strange, even for a Palace supporter. Yeah, well, you say love affairs with players when they first come. Didn't we all like Sorloff before we saw him play? Don't we all love Franza before we've seen him play? Didn't yeah, we all love? Point. Didn't we love Edgar Davids? How did that turn out? Now you've gone too far with the Davids thing. I'm sorry, you went too far. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bloody excited when Ed, Ed Davids came to Palace. I thought, oh, we've got a superstar on Happy a par nothing. with Lombardo. Exactly. You know, not been. Yeah. All memories of Thomas Brolin left my brain. They're back again now, but yeah, and he. Did he go to Barnet after Edgar Davids and was equally crap there? He did. And he was. Um, I think he managed them as well. Uh, I went up and saw them up at the the old ground. They've moved now, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to you. You went to Forest Green, didn't you? On your quest for 92 against Crewe. How was that? I did. So that was match 46 of 92. Um, So, yeah, halfway there now. Um, it was very interesting. Stroud it itself is very picturesque. We had to drive through an area that had cows on the road, and I do literally mean on the road. Um, so that was fascinating. But um, the ground itself is very modern. Uh, still wooden, got lots of terracing. Eh? It's wooden, isn't it? All over. Has it got grass roofs and stuff? Oh, it's it's really fascinating how. The, the owner is a guy called Dale Vince, who runs, uh, who owns Ecotricity, the electricity company. And he's yeah. he's very into the kind of environmental stuff. They had some things that I actually think Palace could uh, learn a trick from. For example, they had water Goal bounce. scorers? <laughs> uh, not so much. They got, they got thumped 3-1, having taken the lead. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't the best game. But they actually had water fountains that you could just refill uh, your bottles with, uh, which would reduce the queue problem that we've got. Um, and avoid price gouging fans for you know a healthy alternative. So that's something I actually am going to mention to Sharon Lacey, uh, the you know, manager of the stadium, to try and get get that in. I suspect it will take a while to get it allowed, but it, it definitely should happen because they, they have water fountains at Palace, but you'll get a lifetime ban for going on the pitch at half time. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So, are we worried about Aston Villa, Patrick? Or do you think we can turn them over? No, history says winning at Villa is nearly impossible. I mean, in Premier League, we won it once. I've got the shirt on if people can't see it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. But I had the shot on the, the, the evil sash when Dwight Gale scored the goal in boxing, but they had near Boxing Day 2013, I guess that was. So, yeah, yeah. that's 10, 10 years. 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, history says we, we, we got, we'll have a hard time beating them. Um, again, I, I rate them. I think the manager's very, very good. They've got some excellent players. They brought in players like Pau Torres and Diaby and, uh, in, yeah. in this season. I mean, they've made some great transfer business. Uh, as Chris mentioned before, they've, they've done really well. You know, they haven't scored a lot in the league, but the Euro, in the Europa Conference League, they smashed, was it Hibernian? They scored like four and five goals yeah. in both matches. So they've done really well. Uh, they want they've done what you don't want, you know. So I, I'm worried about them again. They play three in the back. The only good thing is I know that the one of the center halves, Carlos, is what got injured last match. Obviously, Ming is also out. So I'm able to get at them attack wise. You know, we've got a player in Edward who's firing, which is great. So, but to beat them at Villa Park is going to be very difficult. Like I said, we haven't done it more than once in our entire Premier League. Well, we've done it once in the last 10 years. So. Yeah, we did it in uh, 1967, though. You know, that's yes. got to give us hope. Division, division, and, division two, yeah. And the match I wish I'd gone to that didn't involve Villa, but a Villa Park, uh, obviously the 4-3 victory. Yeah, yeah, time for the guru. Yeah. <laughs> I actually turned out for my uh, my own Sunday league team, ICI, um, because they were going to be short of players and they begged me to play. And I said, as long as I can go off. I got myself sent off so I could get back for the 12 o'clock kickoff. They you know what, Nick? About that. Yeah. Arguably, that would have been a, a great trivia question. What's the greatest win at Villa Park? Because it wasn't against it wasn't even against Villa. Mm. You're right. It was definitely the four three for sure. Yeah, definitely. Not even close. Not even close. What's that greatest win at Wembley? Uh, you can Playoff say it's the S Cup. Yeah. One, is it? Playoff final. I don't know. I was yeah, at the, I was at the playoff final in 2000, whatever, 15, 16. So no. when we beat what? Well, no, it was earlier than that. 13. 13. The same year, of course, the same year that Dwight Gill. Yeah, of course, same year. Yeah, yeah, I was there for that. So that was that was pretty big the what for the win. But I'd probably say the ZDS Cup. I mean, when you win an actual trophy, it's actually yeah. bigger than getting promoted, I'm guessing. Yeah, when you're leaving Neville Southall sitting down with the ump leaning against <laughs> the post. That's that's bloody oh, marvellous, isn't it? Four one defeat, yeah. You you touched upon uh odds on Edwell there, Patrick. Um, vein of form now, you're hoping, or is he? Uh, my Scottish friend, uh, Johnny Wood, Celtic fan, is I'm meeting in Manchester for the Man United game, hasn't seen us lose yet, so that's a, that's a good omen. Mm. Said he, he, he has these moments of being world class and a great finisher, but then often has spells where he seems like the laziest person you'd ever see. Well, a um, is Johnny going to Villa? Is he going to Villa or not? No, he's going to Man United. Uh, okay, well, okay. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, yeah. He's, he's in Rhodes at the moment, so he couldn't make that one. Plus, he goes to Celtic from Leeds uh, every home wow. game. So, Dedicated. yeah, with the, with the Irish club, yeah, he, he loves it. Yeah. He loves his football. Have uh, you met him? Yeah. Uh, Sheffield, didn't you, Chris? Yeah, yeah, we, we had some fun singing some songs. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Decent lad. Decent lad. Yeah, he likes winding people up uh, at the Sheffield game in the pub beforehand. He, he's he's armless, but he was saying to the bloke next to him, oh, I fucking hate the English in his broad Scottish accent. <laughs> he turned around to the bloke next to him, he said, what's your name, pal? And he went, Jan, I'm from Poland. <laughs> we just got <laughs> business ourselves. <'cause... laughs> 
because <laughs> he just completely got it wrong. And they're telling us a story about the bloke who was crying when Brendan Rogers left Celtic and he threatened to jump out of his flat window and said, I'm going to jump unless you get me Brendan Rogers and a bag of beer. Anyway, three years later, Brendan Rogers came back to Celtic and he's still at the window. And they said, Why are you still at the window? He said, I'm still waiting for me bag of beer. <laughs> Brendan Rogers has obviously returned. Um, so yeah, Austin Edward, do we play him with Mateta or do we does that happen later in the game? Can we afford to take anybody out for Mateta? Um, because they did work really, really well together against Wolves. I mean, cheeky back kills and, and nods off the back of your head. Uh, notwithstanding, Mateta was outstanding when he came on against Wolves, wasn't he, Chris? He was, but the key thing there is that that was uh, an impact sub, and I think that that's the way to use him at the moment. If he, in due course, proves that he can start a game and do a job for X amount of time, fantastic. But the key thing for us is working out how you start a game and how you play those subsequent phases. And in this case, you know, what we did with Wolves was we brought Mateta on. He was faster and he caused all that link up and all that disruption and was brilliant. And that's what uh, I think. I mean, Roy is is a creature of habit. And if he's found a method that works for him, then that's what he'll do. And in this case, I completely agree with it as well. I think, you know, bring Mateta on as an impact sub as he performed so well in that role last time. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, so would you start Schlupp then? I mean, you've just said, Chris, that uh, he's a creature of habit. Patrick, are you going to start Jeffrey? Um, I wouldn't, but I know that he will start on, on Saturday, no doubt about it. Chris just said it, uh, man's a creature of habit, like Schlupp a lot. Um, I have a bit of an issue with people getting on Schlupp because I think he does have a role. I mean, even listen, yeah. as a as a Palace supporter, I, I sometimes wonder... Uh, you know why he plays, but I do also respect managers who pick players for whatever reason. Um, I watched the uh, the last game back Wolves about four or five times, and twice I watched it just to watch what Schlupp did. And he was definitely given a role to clog up the middle of the pit- pitch. There was a player, uh, I think it's Jao Pedro for Wolves, the centre midfielder. He was basically yeah. shadowing the entire the entire game. He was not told to get wide. That was Mitchell's job to get wide, and obviously it worked with the cross to Edward for the goal. Uh, I get what people. I get why people get frustrated at Schlupp, but he, he would listen. He wouldn't play if he wasn't doing something the man wants him to do. So there's that. Uh, going back to Edward and Mateta. Um, first with Edward, I think I really believe that he might have found something this season. I think he was definitely a player who lacked confidence. I I heard that um, Hodgson reached out to Brendan Rodgers to talk to him about how he was at Celtic, and that's helped a lot. I think um, him playing with Eze has really helped him. I think him and Mateta get along really well. I mean, the interview they do post-match, absolutely brilliant. They definitely get along. I would yeah. not start Mateta. I love Mateta. I'm one of the people who always back Mateta. He's not, he's not, he's, if you start him, you lose that flexibility of the bench. And the manager's done a great job of bringing him on at certain parts of certain matches and turning the game for us. Um, uh, so um, as far as the, the lineup, I would definitely just keep it the way it is. The only wish I'd like to see if he was going to make the change would maybe put Raksaki in on the right and have Ayuk switch over to the left and they slot yeah. up the bench, but it's not going to happen. Again, Villa away, again, barring injury, we're going to see the same lineup that we've seen in the past. And I'm, I'm not, I don't have an issue with that necessarily until it goes wrong. But again, he's proven so far, the manager, that at halftime, he's made adjustments or post-halftime that have turned matches, turned Brentford match, turned the Wolves match. So if he starts the same team again and we get a result, I'm not going to complain. If we don't get a result, 
then maybe we'll see changes for the next match. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd kill to have a manager like you know, Emre at Palace. Um, he's just, I you agree. know, he's, he's just fantastic. With what he, he's was it Villarreal? Was it he the Villarreal he won the cup with? Can't and they're just a small, a, a small town, aren't they? Like Palace, yeah, not a big club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. Um, do you know who the ref is, Chris? You're going to love this. I mean, it's going to be a Premier League ref, so I'm not going to be happy. Go on. Darren England. Oh, great. Oh, God. What's his, what's his record against us then? Go on, tell us. His record against us. He, <laughs> against us. Not refereeing our matches. What's his record he, against he's us? He's the 12th man. Be the 12th man. That's what they tell well, these refs in refereeing college. Surprisingly, he's only refed seven Palace Premier League games, which seems. To... Patrick, go on. You want to say something? No, I bet we haven't won more than one of those matches, but go ahead. Sorry, not to spoil it. So we've got seven, we've lost three, we've drawn three, and we've won one. Exactly. Not more and he's refed, he's refed <laughs> ten Villa games. They've, they've won two, lost four, and drawn four. So, okay. yeah, but then we're not big six clubs, are we? Well, Villa might be come the end of the season. Well, they are at the moment. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you say that, you sound quite depressed saying that now, and um, like... You, you, you're dreading what's going to happen. Um, I'm just having a quick look on the Villa forums. While I do that, Chris, I'm going to Birmingham Saturday. I, I arrive in Birmingham at half 12. I don't want to spend my time before the game looking at the same shops that are everywhere else in the world at the ball ring. Do you have a Birmingham pub watch near Witten Station for us at all? So you are. Ah, now you're going into um, a station that's not... Are you going to New Street? Brilliant. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yes, I do. Uh, so there's you've got a choice. There's there's at least two or three really good ones uh, within, I would say, about 500 metres of the station. So the the one that I will recommend first is the Wellington, uh, or known affectionately as the Welly locally. Uh, they it was one of the first pubs that has the TV screens up that have the uh, the name of the beer, the brewer, the strength, the colour, all the details of every single beer. And they usually have about 15 to 20 car scales on, including lots of kind of dark milds and that kind of thing. Lots of really good um, West Midlands beers. So that's that's my number one recommendation is the Welly. Look out for that. Uh, they also do a crack in scratching as well. Uh, secondly, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you get there and that's full, then just around the corner, there's the old joint stock. You can literally see through from one pub to the other. And then also nearby is the post office vaults. That is very nearby. For, for someone who's not you, who's arriving um, tight-ish um, in terms of have a drink and then get a bus, you can walk and get a bus to the ground from there as well. Yeah. Um, for someone who's who's going, who's got a bit more time, there's the Barton Arms, which is um, actually over in Aston. Uh, that is a place that uh, Lauren Hardy once performed at and also serves really good Thai food as well as reasonable beer. So those are those are my four tips. You said Thai food, not Thai food, as in the tea, <laughs> Thai food. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I, I don't drink tea in pubs. Oh, okay. Where do you drink it then? <laughs> I'm joking. Well, um, I'm drinking it at the start of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, looking at the Villa for. You've wobbled for me, unless that they, was my internet. I Sorry to speak over you. That's right. Um, but they're worried about high balls. 
they're worried about the players that are injured. Uh, they said that, you know, against Liverpool, Liverpool were putting a lot of high balls in and they were only winning two out of ten of the aerial duels. So if you're listening, Weston, um, maybe that's what we should be doing. And then maybe second half, get Mateta in there to do that. Um we're going to come to some uh, predictions. Uh, uh, Mr. Hamblings of a half is our social media manager now. So she very kindly went on the old um, TikTok and the old uh, Instagram for us. Um, so I'll give you some of our listener um, predictions. First of all, we've got Geog Blue Heart Red Heart COYP said it's going to be 2-0. Obviously, it's 2 nil. So I presume he's saying Villa. Dominic Poland flag says one all. Louis or Lewis says 2 all. Palace 1990 said 2-1 Villa. Um, J-H liked your video. Um, over the, on the TikTok, uh, where we seem to be doing very well, Niall says it's one all optimistic as I was at the game last year for the same fixture and Vieira couldn't over- handle the overlapping wing back. So hopefully Roy sorts it out. See, I'm confused. We're talking about wing backs, but if you look at who scored and how Villa are attacking, it's all down the middle. So yeah. CPFC but, Mac, go on. But just so but they do play with three centre halves and play wing backs. So I know what that person's trying to say, but I think just if you don't, if you don't watch the games, that's why Matty Cash is the leading goal scorer because he gets into the box. He's getting, he's getting high up the pitch. But they do play the wing back, so I know what that uh, person on TikTok is trying to say about you know their their wing backs and being careful about that on Saturday. Was Paul Merson was it used to get high up the pitch, or am I imagining things? Well, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> get, back, get back to the predictions, please. We're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, back over on the Instagram. Um, Henry Billiam uh, says free Neil Villa, sadly. And Mr. Wandering Texan says 2 1 to Palace. Let's go. That's my builder in the background. Um, so, what are your thoughts, Chris? Here's with your prediction. It's usually a draw when we play there. Uh, I'm going to go for 1 all. Uh, my my head says 1 all. I mean, my heart says 2 1. Mateta, which scores the winner. But I'm going to go with 1 all. Patrick? Who doesn't like making predictions? I don't. Um, we're not. We're not good away from home uh, at Villa. Obviously, history tells us that. Um, I think it's a an important game for Palace. Um, if we're going to push on, as I hope we do this season, we're off to a, a very good start. A point at the very least is needed in this match for me because uh, after you got you know United and Fulham and one other very tough fixture coming up. Um, so I'm going to go with Chris. I like. I like the one-one. I'm gonna. I don't want to necessarily predict a loss, but I'll go one-one, get a point, and and run back to London. I'm going to be more optimistic and say, well, it's about time we broke that that spell of of defeats and draws. And I'm going to say that um, we'll sneak a two-one win. I think we'll go two-nil up and and be holding on towards the end. Um, hopefully, Mark Gay will be fit and ready to go in there. Um, now, the last prediction I want you to make is Ray Lewington. Will he be wearing shorts or not, Patrick? Not bothered either way. I haven't okay. paid attention. Has he wore shorts this season at all? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not paying attention to Lewington on the sideline. Because Paddy's making all the decisions anyway. So what's Paddy going to be wearing? All I care. Paddy boy wears shorts. That's all I care about. He wears a Mac. 
That's why he's Paddy Mac, Paddy, Paddy Mac. Paddy, yes, Paddy, Paddy Mac. Yeah. Chris, shorts or no shorts for Rollington? I mean, I'm I'm going to call Dia phone a friend. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, he dreams it. Yeah, exactly. Dreamt it. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Patrick and Chris, our usual uh, pundits, uh, for being here again this week. Um, we are on TikTok. We are on Facebook. You can catch back in the chat in there if you want to join in with all the shenanigans that goes on there. We're on Twitter X. DR is doing the YouTubes. Patrick's on there as well with him occasionally with T and AJ. I tell you what, I, I love AJ on the YouTube channel. Isn't he great? He is good. He's, he's very, he's, very good. Uh, and um, it's always a very, very good show. Uh, if you catch them live after any Palace games. Um, that is true also, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, until next time, where we'll be talking about the Manchester United. Uh, no, we've got Fulham at home before that, haven't Fulham. we? Yeah. Fulham, Fulham at home yeah. before that. Um, so, we'll, we'll catch you for that. Look out for me. I've got a new away top with back of the nest on the back. So, come and say um, hi if you see me. Um, reviewers. Kara, Mike and Mr. Hambling should be with you Sunday night recording so that will be in the inbox for your Monday morning commute unless you only work on weekends in which case you can listen to in the bath um, I've been Nick, he's been Patrick he's been Chris, up the palace It's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.